0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Bird. Lyndon, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing well, man. Watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot of movies. We got crazy WandaVision. We got crazy announcements. Uh, Your Honor is off the Richter scale of crazy. And then, brother, am I ready to get into Malcolm and Marie? Because... I have so many takes about that movie. This is a movie that we're going to talk about on this show and on the Bros Who Think podcast because the relationship conversation started in this show and that movie was absolutely crazy.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> I, I think this is not a movie to watch with a significant other.
1: No, you'll get in a fight real quick.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Based upon, I'm happy I didn't watch it with my girlfriend because based upon how certain people felt like, but see, I, I'll admit this. There were, I'm going to save it for the review. Just know there were times where I agreed with John David, but there was also times where I agreed with Zendaya. So it was like, it was just going back and forth. At at the overall root of the thing,
0: I think we can agree that Zendaya was right.
1: Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, we're going to get to that because what was the overall root? We're going to get to that.
0: Yeah. All right, but um, yeah, we got some a lot of news stories came flying under the radar. Yeah, last br- like hour before we started. So there's a Michael a B. Jordan today. story
1: that blew my mind that's going on right now. I don't even know oh, if he you have that in the docket. I'm I gonna don't. put it in. I'm
0: gonna put it in because it's it's really important. All right. Well, I did hear that he does have a movie coming out that uh, that Tom Clancy movie is going to be coming out in April. Honey, I think on it's Amazon, a TV. So. Is,
1: is it not a TV show?
0: It could be a TV show. Yeah, I, I well, just saw a, a Amazon April
1: 30th. Is that yeah, so. I'm about to put that in the notes. But also, what have you been watching recently, brother? We haven't talked about that in a while.
0: Um, pretty much a lot of the stuff to keep up to date with what we're doing. I mean, I watch WandaVision on Friday morning. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been keeping up with that real hardcore. Your Honor, I say to before the show. Yeah, I watch Your Honor the uh, day
1: of when we do this show.
0: I try and watch a few movies, but I finished the entire series of The Closer. Oh nice. On HBO Max, which I thought was pretty good, but not very kosher in, in today's mm. in today's world. They make some some stuff and I'm like, oof, you can't say that. No. No. Okay. And but the guy who is who plays Detective Gabriel on the show, uh, can't I don't know his actor name, but he also is in Resident Alien, which is another show that I'm watching at the moment with Ooh, uh, Alan good? Tudyk. Yeah, it's pretty good. From the it's a sci fi uh, show. Yeah, it's that sci fi show. It's, it's all right. You know, uh-huh. I've, I've, it's only two, been two episodes in, so we're starting to learn more about the whole situation. But,
1: you know, Alan Tudyk just plays weird really well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Schubert, you'd be proud of me. I've been watching nothing but the uh, reality television, I watched Skin Wars. Like it's basically a body painting competition because my girlfriend was like, worse. My girlfriend was like, I'm tired of watching forged in fire. I'm tired of watching blown away. I was like, Well, I just like competition shows. We could watch a makeup competition show. She was like, Really? I was like, hell yeah, I'm about the competition. But I didn't pick the right makeup when I picked the body paint one. And she got pissed. But that shit was fire there. Yo, Rick, shout out to Rick. Rick killed it. If you know what season I'm talking about, that season three. Also, there's a lady from back from Broussard, Louisiana, on the show. Shout out. Oh, wow. There you yeah, go. she came. She was in the finale. Shout out to her. But also, Blown Away season two, Schubert. I know I'm late on it. We talked about it on this show. What a great season of of Blown Away. I think it was better than the yeah. first season. I liked I liked the people more in this season than I did in the first season. I, I, one
0: thing I didn't like initially, and it probably changed throughout as you know, as it, it ended and someone else won but the dude that they brought on that was a mentor of the guy from the season before, like we had talked mm-hmm. about how that he was a mentor for that guy and then he, they bring him on to the show.
1: He was a mentor of not that. only a guy from last season, there was a guest judge that he was a mentor of. Like he was a mentor of a lot of people, but spoiler alert, he don't win, which is crazy. But also, yeah. you know, who's going to win from the first episode just because of how hard this dude came out. And I, and I want to talk about it, but your ass isn't finished. But I, but like, yo, Blown Away Season 2, incredible. I'm trying to think of what else I watched this week. I watched a lot of fucking shit. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, real quick. Yeah, Oh, yeah, the I, only I, stuff
0: I have is like, you know, Bachelor watching every week, and um, I've been watching um, a bit of the new season of Big Mouth because my friend Joe has nice. been like obsessive over it.
1: Oh, so, I watched the new uh, Fox TV animated show with uh, Ron Swanson as the uh, voice. It's like in Alaska, and they're like, oh, yeah, it, yeah where, where the mom like walked out on them or or I, she either walked out on them or she died. I can't remember quite exactly which one it is, but that that's a pretty damn good show. Um, what else? But that, uh, also let me mention because we are growing this community. We're loving how you guys responded to pitch it. Also, sorry that the pitch of VOD took forever. A lot of the stuff got pushed back and released the next day, but this will be out first thing in the morning and you will have the pitch it, uh, hastic match, uh, by lunch. And then you'll have the Jake Madison one by the afternoon, if not the next day, but they'll be out tomorrow. Uh, also If you are love talking movies, if you want to talk movies with us, if you want to talk television, if you want to talk comic books, sports, music, if you want to talk anime, manga, we, we have finally created a discord channel it is popping right now. I love having everybody in there talking about stuff. It's such a good time. And if you want to join the Discord, I'll put the disc. I'll put the link to join in the description of this video on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. It should be on there for Spotify and Apple Music. Come join the Discord, man. Bingers assemble. Come talk movies with me and Schubert. If you don't agree with Schubert's take, come let him know in the Discord. Get on his ass. If you don't agree with my takes, come get on my ass in the Discord. We want to build the community also we're doing things like trivia night on the discord that is discord only where you'll win a prize like some gift cards where you could win some free merch and everybody who joins the gift card are put in a raffle where each month we're giving away a prize package so be on the lookout for that come join you have until the last day of february because that's when we're doing the raffle because we really want to make this community special and we love all of everybody who supports us and we just want to b- bring it close together and just build it out. So I, I'm loving the Discord right now.
0: Discord's cool. It's definitely an, a new medium for all those people who, uh, it's like a group, the chat. group me area.
1: Yeah. Group, the group me era. But I'm, I'm loving that we're gonna Root have like got this, pretty spicy back in the day though it did i'm i'm loving that we're gonna have like discord events like a you know how we've done movie drafts here and like draft we're gonna have like a discord draft night which will which will be freaking fire so y'all come join the discord there's a lot to look forward to and yeah man and then be on the lookout for the pitch at vod if you haven't watched it yet because the next match is coming up in march first first of like the around the first or second week of march be on the lookout for that. But Shuby, that's all I got. We got a lot to dive into. A lot of news broke, and I am excited. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's
0: get into it. So the first news came in right under the wire before we got started. And like five minutes that, ago. And <laughs> something that would like, you know, we've. Been uh, saying was either going to or should happen for a while now, and Gina Carano fired from Disney and blacklisted. Mm. So her career in Hollywood is pretty much over. And She's I see back people def- fighting.
1: I see people defending her, like date, like the Rubin report guy, Dave Rubin. And I'm just like the disrespect. We're not a political show. We keep this strictly movies. We we like to make this show a good time, but certain times these things cross and intersect, and we just got to be honest. The way that she was disrespectful to the Jewish community is just absurd, which she was correlating. And then her comments on Corona, it was just everything that just she said was a snowball effect.
0: The Corona stuff, I could see where you could push back and be like, well, you can't fire her for for that. But it was a snowball of the other stuff. But it started with the the transphobic stuff that she would do, Mm -hmm. and not necessarily being like, outright saying that she doesn't like trans people or stuff like that, but just like the way that she was saying things in the comments she was saying, it, just, it was not very respectful. And I think it was especially telling on her character when she's working with Pedro Pascal, who has a transgender sister. So mm, exactly. I feel like that's a little bit of conflict interest there.
1: Exactly. And um, just from the transphobic comments to the, the to the anti-Semitic comments, which are just, We have no place for anti-Semitism in 2020. We have no place for transphobia in 2020. We have no place for racism in 2020. Like, none of that shit is acceptable. And I, like, I stand with my Jewish brothers because uh, too many people have been anti-Semitic lately and just letting that shit slide, whether it's Nick Cannon, Gina Like, that shit is not cool because... And maybe this is because I, I I watch a lot of anime that's inspired by those events. So those events are always put in my face constantly besides like what I've learned from history. But that shit's no joke. Like it, as much as uh, like we always talk about how slavery was horrible. Look at what that like those people were putting so much just terrible shit and that shit is not acceptable. I'm happy her ass got fired and she better not step into fighting because the lioness would kick her fucking ass. <laughs> i don't know enough about
0: ufc right now the
1: holly yeah. Holm would kick her fucking ass
0: yeah probably mm-hmm. maybe she and rousey need to have a uh
1: i would i hope Ron, R- ronda better not step into the ring because if ronda step into the ring and lose i'm gonna be so mad she gotta whoop gina carano ass she's been acting jesus but let's get to some actual let's start the movie because yeah. there's some good right. movie news this week
0: So a lot of talk has been around The Last of Us series adaptation on HBO and they finally cast their Ellie and Joel, Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones and uh, Pedro Pascal, the Pedro Pascal songs.
1: Who, let them know who the Game of Thrones character is, Bella Ramsey. She's very important. What was her name? Something more, hold on. It was Mormont. Yeah, I just don't Um, know her first name. It was was Lil' Mormont.
0: Yeah, like she was the Duchess of um, Who Little. Who stood up
1: all the time? Yeah, people. Hold on, I'm about to yeah. pull up
0: her name. She in, was in the the, the north from the north or whatever. The little girl.
1: Yep. I hold on. I got you. Give me one second. Me... I want to say oh, she's like 18 Leanna? years old. I didn't know that. Well, she's 18 now. Yeah. Oh, crazy! I did not know her name. She was 18 years old. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, Leanna Mormont. And she was amazing in it. So to have her and then Pedro Pascal as Joel, I know everybody wanted the other Game of Thrones character. Uh, what's my boy's name from... Wait, John Sam? No, 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 no. They wanted uh, T, uh, the Lannister who got his hand cut off. Oh. Um, Jamie Lannister yeah Jamie his, Lannister uh, my boy Nikolai Sh- Coaster Wal- Waldo yep Nikolai from Shot Caller I don't even call him from Game of Thrones though. he from Shot Caller with my boy uh The Punisher John Bernthal great movie that's something I watch but this is great casting like you said we're in the Pedro Pascal he's now gone from Wonder Woman where he was great the movie might not have been great but he was great Mandalorian his Narcos run and now to this Magnifique
0: yeah, I mean, he's killing it right now. He's yeah. just in everything. He,
1: he's one of the best actors. To me, he's on that list with John David, with Robert Pattinson, Oscar Isaac. Pedro Pascal's in that list.
0: Mm, I don't know. He, oh, in I, term, I, he's I, not I on the Oscar that side. That he's, yeah.
1: he's on, like, the blockbuster side. And that's okay. That's okay, yeah. So I mean,
0: this is this is something that kind of melds the group. Because, I mean, like for to give a performance in Last of Us has got to be pretty powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
0: We'll see what he he does here. I think it's a pretty exciting casting on both fronts.
1: And it's a big role for him and it's a big role for her. So Uh, I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see how all of this shakes out. Next up, we got to get into the trailers for this week. I'm going to save the best for last. And I'm not going to start with the best trailer. Let's start off with Fast 9 are you excited for this movie? When I saw that car moving sideways due to Magnus, I was just like, what are we doing? They're about to send, they're about to send them to the space. Shout out to Luis, our friend, no lapels Reddit. He loves this franchise. I'm so sick of fast and the furious.
0: I- I'm glad I stopped after two.
1: <laughs> Two's the best one. Ejecto Ocito cuz <laughs> push the button. That's my favorite it's- one. One and two
0: are very good movies. Like, Tokyo Drift there- is good as well. All right, well, if there's people out there that have like a Fast and Furious bad taste in your mouth or whatever, go re- re-watch or watch for the first time the first
1: two Fast and Furious movies. And They're the third one, I would say... They're fantastic movies. The, I'm with you. The first three are amazing. Once they get to four, five, six, that's where it just goes off the rails. You just We should just have the Rocks uh, franchise with Jason Statham. Well, there's no yeah, need to Hobbs bring Vin Shaw, Diesel back. Hobbs and Shaw,
0: I would say, have the Makes new sense. era of fast movies made sense and fit because let's not act like vin
1: diesel and paul walker weren't just car thieves at first and now they're basically superheroes fighting evil organizations that the cia can't defeat but we're getting these car thieves from los angeles to go defeat them yeah makes total sense fast and fierce nine whatever booty let's get to the next one uh in terms of just how I think they're gonna be good let's talk about old the new M. Night Shyamalan movie the trailer came out it gave me a lot of Ari Aster vibes like Midsommar Hereditary it looks interesting
0: my thing you know is like okay we're thinking about Ari Aster but you can even go back and be like Ari Aster took I wouldn't say took his style from M. Night Shyamalan but a lot of elements that he does were very emna Shyamalan-esque from the beginning years. That's true, uh, There's been a lot of, eh, out of M.J. Shyamalan for a while. Most notably, for me, is that Avatar movie. But getting into a scarier situation is more of his element.
1: That's more his bag, yep. Um, thriller,
0: horror. You know, I thought, you know, Split was really great, and Glass mm-hmm. was pretty good, so, I mean, Glass that's the was most recent right, work but Split that was we've seen from him. And so... Well, I'm interested to see what they what they got here And I'm glad that the other Wolf kid Is getting some more work
1: Yeah, Alex Wolf Well, no, Alex Wolf is the one that always works It's Nat that needs to get some work The older well, brother that, Nat's had the bigger roles Alex has been in more mm. movies and
0: shit, I'd say Yeah, I feel like Alex has been in better movies, too Well, like, I mean, Alex was in Jumanji, but barely Like, I wouldn't even count him being in Jumanji true. I mean, he was in the beginning and the end
1: He was in Hereditary That's a big movie for him no, that's-, that's a big movie for him. So and I think that's a better movie than any of the movies his brothers put out. Besides the one that they were in together with their mom. That was a really good one. But the next trailer we got is Coming to America 2. Look, I'm a big Coming to America fan. I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. That'll probably be in the next Run It back poll. We're going to have an Eddie Murphy movie because we're trying to do as many black movies as we can for um for Black History Month. But this movie makes no sense because the premise is. When he went to America, he banged another woman before he met the McDowell woman. But if you've watched the first Coming to America, please just tell me when could that have occurred? Because the moment he touches down, he gets a job with the McDowells. He's not interested in any other women and he focuses on her. I I get what they're doing, but it seems like a cash grab. And I can already tell you how the movie's going to end based upon what the trailer said about how he's in a shitter because his daughter wants to be his heir. There's no way they have that theme in there and they're going to give it to the man to be the heir. No, his daughter will end up being the king slash queen of Zamunda.
0: Probably it's going to be like him going out to search for that and then realizing that it's not even his son.
1: Uh, that's a possibility as well. Or his son just doesn't take the throne and gives it to his sister. Like his sister's going to be queen. And the fact that this movie's predictable already really just makes me not happy. But I will watch it and we're going to review it. So whatever. But the next trailer shocked me happily with Joel McHale. And why is Saban Films, a toy company, making this style of movie? I don't I'm pretty know. sure this is going to
0: come out on Amazon as well.
1: Ooh, look at Amazon putting out good quality. Basically, this movie is about these people who have an overactive sex drive, and basically they are irregular and so they send someone to come and neutralize it to make them like normal people they end up killing that guy and then they go to this house where weird shit just starts to happen there's gun rooms it gives me really ready or not vibes it gives me mm-hmm. uh vibes of the, 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 the Tiffany Haddish the oath movie it gives me purge vibes this is in that line but this is good for Joe McHale because when I saw him on there and he wasn't being a goofball typical Joe McHale bombastic it really showed me that he's taking this serious and this could be a potentially good movie. Yeah, it could be a pretty good movie. I mean,
0: at first I thought it was going to be like a rom-com mm-hmm. and it is described as a comedy crime romance. But, you know, the idea of like the the friends-couples trip in like a secluded area, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a lot of things that you can p- pull off this. And because this this was only the first trailer, I think there's still a lot they we're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, Boy, it's February ten, tenth, eleventh. So we got about a month and a week before this comes out. Oh, really? It's dropping soon. Yeah, okay. March nineteenth. March okay, bet. But well. yeah, it, it it's uh it's got a cast of people that you've seen their faces before, but no big names besides Joel McHale, really. And I think this is going to be pretty interesting. I don't really know much about the director, Ben David Grabinski. Um, he did. Are You Afraid of the Dark and Skip Trace, whatever those are.
1: Interesting. Okay. well, this is a this is a shot for everybody involved to hit it out the park and really give some clout to their career. But the final trailer we got, which is it just it made me feel so just vindicated about how I'm feeling about Marvel right now. We got the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. I've been saying for months that this is going to be the best thing Marvel releases this year and probably next year. The only thing close to it will be Shang-Chi. And it looked great. I love seeing the Baron Zemo mask. I love that this idea that they're going with They don't accept Falcon as the new Captain America for whatever reasons, race, or whatever you want to say. They don't accept Bucky because he's a killer, so they go and get this U.S. agent to be like this poster boy. I just love it. I love seeing uh, Sharon Carter's uh, niece back in there. She was kicking ass, and I just love the banter of the – "Quote unquote buddy cop" s between uh, Bucky and Falcon. It just works really well. Yeah,
0: me too. I think
1: that uh,
0: that scene at the end of the trailer with them in that the staring uh, interview room in yep. the staring contest. I was like, uh, the these dudes are just like having like a you know a who's dicks the biggest contest the entire yep. show, and I'm in for it. This makes me not want Chris Evans to come back. Well, I don't think he should. I mean, that's. So, yeah, that kind of goes back to when we were talking about that before like what if he comes back like what capacity like yeah I mean it, like this is it really this takes is, away from them this is the next step for Captain America like you can tell with um in the trailer where he's practicing throwing the shield like that's the stuff I want to see I want to see him yep. getting ready to, to like take up that mantle or like earn that mantle in everyone's eyes and so like and seeing what's going on in WandaVision right now I think that having two fronts of what's going on in the MCU would be really interesting and like seeing like how one side of things is happening. And then, you know, the more mystical side of things happening. Yep. And I think the format that WandaVision has taken to come in and do the week to week shows and, you know, having Marvel on every week, especially after not having it for a year, it feels good. It feels good. And like, you know, I think that they're doing good storytelling. Yeah. And I don't think Falcon Winter Soldier is going to need the the time. Three episodes. Exactly.
1: Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be good from the jump because they're they're staying true to their bag. And my thing is, I hope they lean heavily into the Winter Soldier style of movie television show, like follow the Jack Ryan blueprint, like make this very action oriented, very spy thriller esque. And this will be successful. So the trailer really impressed me. I just need to, like you said, I want to see Sam earn it. And this is this is his time to earn it. And I also want to see Bucky have a transformation from anti-hero Avenger to like hero, like legitimate hero. So that's something I'm looking forward to. But next up, Jude Apatow has set the cast for his upcoming Netflix comedy, The Bubble. The film will star Bor- Borat, sub- subsequent movie film. It's Borat 2. Borat 2, Maria Baklova, and Jumanji actor Karen Gillan. Iris Apatow and Fred Armisen from um, from Portlandia, Pedro Pascal, Keegan-Michael Key, Leslie Mann, Peter uh, Saranovitz. David Duchovny. Shout out to David Duchovny getting back into this. And that's the squad. Uh, Apatow's next tutorial effort is categorically the opposite of escapism fair. Instead of choosing to address the coronavirus crisis head on, a meta comedy, the bubble follows a group of actors stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a film. Apatow is directing the film for a script he co-wrote with South Park scribe Pam Brady. Interesting. You know how I feel about all of these Corona movies. Not really my my thing, but since it's going to be a meta take on it, it's going to be something a little different. Maybe it'll be fire.
0: Well, I, I feel like a lot of the people who have either tried to attempt to do a COVID movie or a show. Took it too seriously? No, I mean, either just didn't play it to reality. Like, mm-hmm. Your Honor, we'll get to talking about that later. But, like, there's a scene in Your Honor where he's like, uh, well, I want to make sure we're social distanced. When the, the, whole the whole show, time, none, of them, yeah. none of them, are wearing masks. None of them are social distancing. There's no you, people are eating in restaurants. Like if this but was also early it makes sense pandemic, it's Louisiana. Like, it seem. No, I mean, like I, after being in New Orleans, I know that that shit wouldn't fly.
1: Oh well, yeah, like, the early days trail. of the pandemic. True, true, true. true the early true, days true, of the pandemic, true. that shit would not have fly. In Lafayette, I mean, it would have flown but not new orleans you make a great great point so yeah but no, So i mean that that kind of took
0: me out of that show but i'm just saying like for this the bubble i feel like being able to do the bubble you you can play to the eccentricness of people in the yeah, pandemic exactly like there there's some people who who honestly do and you know if you don't think so then you may be one of them that take things a little far i mean mm-hmm. But and I think that that's gonna be and we need someone like Jed Apatow to come in here and and give us a little bit of comedy about
1: it. And you can do it on both sides too. Yeah, like the people stocking up on toilet paper, clowning, still wearing four masks and like doing all that shit, and then the people who just are out partying every night. <laughs> like exactly. there could be a guy trying to get out the bubble. Like, nah, bro, I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave. Like, this ain't real.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be Duchovny. No.
1: Mm-hmm. But. Next up, we got, this is what I'm excited for. Finally, I thought this wasn't coming until 2022, but... We finally got an announcement for Amazon's new Tom Clancy film without remorse has received the release date. It'll be dropped on April 30th uh, The with remorse is based on Tom Clancy's espionage novel of the same name. And we'll be joining his other series, Jack Ryan, on the service. Interesting enough, I believe they're going to be doing a crossover, but this is what it's about Michael B. Jordan will be playing the main protagonist, U.S. Navy SEAL John Kelly, who finds his family killed by a Russian unit of soldiers in retaliation to one of his previous top secret missions. <laughs> Seeking vengeance, Clark joins a fellow SEAL team member played by Jer- Jody Turner-Smith, an enactment CIA agent portrayed by Jamie Bell, but ends up exposing a covert plot that can result in America going to full-blown war with Russia. Good cast. I'm just, I am just I want this to be successful so we can see Michael B. Jordan team up with John Krasinski.
0: Shout out Jody Turner-Smith in another big role. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this sounds dope yeah this does sound pretty dope uh the idea of the crossover doesn't excite me as much but i assume it'll be oh. very little like i mean i just don't want this to be a show that becomes jack ryan and john kelly i want it to be like john kelly has his show jack ryan has his show and maybe like
1: they, they have like a culmination event similar yeah. to like what the flash and arrow did okay i'm not mad mm. at that but i definitely want them to team up at some point because that's part of the tom clancy universe and good for michael b jordan we've been talking about this movie for a while he needs yeah. this to be successful to keep his name you know ringing well, in the just, streets
0: the, the the pushback i'll put on that is is michael b jordan really need to be bogged down with the television show
1: mm, or i guess it's a movie it's this is a movie yeah yeah it's a movie okay okay and then everything's yeah. on streaming so you know i wouldn't be mad yeah, and at then it. he could just re- recur on jack ryan yep or jack ryan could go into his next movie Okay, okay. Yeah, never mind then.
0: Because, yeah. like, I just don't want Michael B to be bogged down doing something because, like, he needs to be available for other things.
1: Mm. Well, he has to prove himself with this one. He gotta... Because there's a lot of actors taking his spot. Like, That's true. I think he even lost his spot now to people like Adam Driver, Robert Pattinson, Jonathan John David Majors, Washington, John David Washington. Like John is John getting up there. Exactly. Like, he gotta come
0: correct with this. He does. So, I mean, this would be a really... Really interesting stuff. And, yeah, of course, Amazon putting out the fire. The always. But, you know, the streaming service that I think has been doing pretty well in its infancy is HBO Max. And they've announced some series orders for three new adult animated shows, including a Scooby-Doo off that will tell the origin story of Velma Dinkley.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: So, the aptly titled Velma will unmask the complex and colorful past of the underappreciated brains of the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. gang. Velma Dinkley, voiced by executive producer Mindy Kaling, um, also includes uh, Charlie Grandy, Howard Klein, and Sam Register, uh, who are actually those are the producers. Sorry, but it's a ten episode series which will be produced by Warner Brothers. Um, in addition to Velma, HBO Max has ordered two seasons of Clone High, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, it's re- reimagined by Chris Lord or Chris Miller and Phil Lord, and it's a set. It's a set in a high school of clones for historical figures. Mm, okay. um, the streaming company filled out the adult animation slate with Nate Sherman and Nick Vokey's Fired on Mars, an existential workplace comedy set in on the Martian campus of a modern tech company. SNL's Pete Davidson will be lending his voice to one of the characters. And HBO Max also renewed J.G. Quintel's Adult animated comedy close enough for two more seasons.
1: Love it. Love that. I love all of this news. I just want to see HBO Max. And I think it's going to be after they see Amazon have success with Invincible. I want them to get outside of the adult animation comedy bag. Like, let's give us some adult action animation. You've seen what Tarnakowski did with Primal. You you know that that's a bag that people want. Let's get into that some more because I think HBO Max could pull off some incredible adult animated content, whether it's based off of a comic book, video game, whatever it may be. But let's get some action-based adult animated comedy. But all of this sounds incredible. The thing mm. I'm the most excited for probably would be JG Quintel, but that Velma thing is interesting.
0: Um, I'm I'm actually a little hesitant on it mm. because we're such big pup names Scooby Doo fans. We like,
1: are. That's the that's the origin. You know,
0: for me, Velma Dinkley, Dinkley's origin is that she was with the gang when she was like eight in the pub yeah. name Scooby-Doo. So it's True. just like, I don't I don't know what origin we're expecting to have here for Velma, and it's got to be pretty young because like her teen years were definitely in Mystery Incorporated. So I just don't really understand like what we're trying to get out of a Velma series, but the only that's thing a, that excites a me about that... too. Yeah. The only thing that could excite me about that is if they do it one way that they're trying to in a way reboot Scooby-Doo as like getting all these origins that could come together for a new show, let's see five, six years down the line. And do
1: it Harley Quinn-esque style where it's going to be telling like something that we're familiar with, but bringing some adult factors to it. I mean, I think an adult
0: animated Scooby-Doo for the audience that Scooby-Doo grew up with would be great. I mean, that's exactly what they would, they would get the characters that they had loved before and now they get them in a way that's a little bit more... Relatable um, to their to speed
1: their, Yeah, right now
0: 100% so. Also,
1: interesting to see Phil Lord and Chris Miller What they're going to put out as well
0: Yeah, Clone High We've talked about it before You know, Abraham Lincoln Is one of the clones uh, You know, other historical figures People, yep I mean, I think I think it's going to be pretty interesting I don't really know much
1: To think about uh, fired Fire on, on Mars. Mars But I could It could be pretty funny But know? good enough But so glad Close enough to get two more seasons Because that was a great show Great show Yeah, so uh, Florence Pugh, I'm ready to see her in Black Widow,
0: but yeah. she's now attached to star in a sci-fi courtroom drama called Dolly. It's about a sex robot that murders its billionaire owner. Mm-hmm. The film has not yet been greenlit. Apple TV has acquired it, though. Uh, Vanessa Taylor, who wrote The Shape of Water and Hillbilly Elegy, pretty okay. high class of writing right there. Yep. And Drew Pierce, who wrote Ho- Hotel Artemis and Iron Man 3, are writing a script, which um, is still being developed, but no director has been attached. Dolly is inspired by a short story from Elizabeth Baer that first appeared in Asimov Science Fiction in 2011. The story follows a billionaire who is killed by a sex robot, forcing police to determine whether the robot was the murder weapon or the actual murderer. The bot then shocks the world by asking for a lawyer and pleading not guilty in the ensuing court case.
1: This is going to be interesting to doing the whole question of is it uh, will AI have rights and that whole thing, the whole classic sci fi stuff. I'm interested in this and this could be big for Florence Pugh. You do this, you got uh, Midsummer, and then you go Black Widow at putting her her into another category of actresses, putting her in like some of the top young actresses category.
0: I mean, if she wasn't already in there, I mean, this is definitely going to be a, a real test uh, we've seen what was her name alicia vikander
1: yeah Alicia uh, do vikander. it in,
0: um, in uh, Ex Mahima. Mahima. so we'll see what florence Pugh can do here playing um playing this robot but this is pretty big for apple tv too you know getting yeah. a big series like this that can- was carries a lot of weight we'll have another apple tv story later on too you know apple tv is really trying to put themselves in these streaming wars they got and the money had some great content
1: like yeah. then they have the money to spend so we, they and, they, and they have had some Greek content. so hopefully this catapults them into you know, in that HBO Max Amazon conversation. But next up, we got a Wizard of Oz remake is in the works. And this is not the Wicked remake we talked about last week. Hmm. No, a Wizard of Oz remake is in the works at New Line Cinema. Nicole Cassell uh, is directing the film. She was a part of the Watchmen staff. An adaptation of L. Frank Baum's beloved novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Baum's story has been retold on the big and small screen multiple times. The most, uh, yeah, so basically... They are giving a fresh take on Dorothy in the Land of Oz. Schubert, are you interested in this? I'm I not am. real. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Th- uh, 1939 is a long time. Yeah.
0: And I think it's time for at least that. Like, out of, if we're going we, to.
1: We've had the Wiz. Now we're about to get Wicked. Like, we've had a bunch of Wizard of Oz content. Learn
0: from it, put it together.
1: Mm, okay.
0: That's my thought on it. Like, let's say you take some aspects of the Wiz, not obviously not a lot because it is pretty much a complete different retelling of the original stuff. But you know, you've had Oz the Brave and the bowl or Brave and the Bold, or something like that that James Franco was involved in. Yeah, and you've had uh, Wicked, and so I mean, like, if they're, they're all those characters live in the same world, <clears throat> if you can find a way to incorporate that and make it into a new
1: Oz movie. I think it'd be interesting. See, you got high hopes. Are you looking at it with the glass half full? I'm looking at this with the glass half open. They're just going to do classic Wizard of Oz, but for a new age. And I don't have high expectations of New Line Cinema right now.
0: That's fair. I mean, New Line Cinema, cinema is probably des- desperately trying to get something. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having Nicole Castle, someone that we really don't know much about, being set to, play, to be the director, kind of proves that... They're just trying to this get in it, but like they the most it. giant uh, project moving forward. Like this isn't supposed to be box office. breaking.
1: Pool. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, as much as I wish you, what you're pitching is right. I just feel like they're just trying to get something out there.
0: They probably are. I mean, they're probably trying to get something that's going to draw some eyes. And I think, you know, there was a time in my life where I don't think I maybe until I was in middle school, I feel like I watch Wizard of Oz on TV every year. Oh, see, interesting. So that like was that's me that's with Willy Wonka and
1: the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder version.
0: Because, like, and I think even with that movie too, because I remember the same deal is that they would like come on a- ABC TV Family, yeah, or ABC Family, from like now. one or two times a year, and then you were like, oh, I gotta watch it or whatever. No, that and also Wizard true. of Oz was a very essential thing to put in like you know daycares. It was a lot it's, of, but
1: then they scared kids with the damn flying monkeys. But you know, yeah, that's true. So we will see about but, a New Line and how they do with this. Wizard
0: of Oz and a Muppet's Christmas Carol were like two things that I distinctly remember being played in like daycares.
1: I agree with that. I remember those as well. Next up, we got Jamie Lee Curtis joins Borderlands movie with Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart. Curtis will play Tannis based on the character Dr. Patricia Tannis, an archaeologist on the planet of Pandora, whose expertise could help lead to the mysterious vault filled with ancient alien technology. She has a tricky background with Blanchett's character Lilith. Does this excite you? It's just weird that Kevin Hart's like a lead in this drama Borderlands movie and it's supposed to be him being something different with Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis, weird. The whole idea of a Borderlands
0: movie is just weird. And the fact that they're wanting to take it with a little bit more serious tone and adding some actors in here that aren't necessarily video game movie actors like Blanchett mm-hmm. and Curtis. It's like, what are we doing here? What is, really? this, what is this going to be? Like, this is like the one thing that I honestly want to see a trailer from if I had to write to put down movies that are in development right now that I want to see a trailer from just because I want to know what it is, this is probably like top three.
1: I'd say this is up there with like Cowboy Bebop in terms of like, what is going on? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Right? And so Kate good. Blanchett and Kevin Hart. What a weird cast and crew of people. But we will find out. But that's all I really <sighs>
0: got on that. Uh, Ready Player One star, Ty Sheridan. He's in talks to play the young lead opposite Ben Affleck in George Clooney's coming-of-age film, The Tender Bar. The film is based on J.R. Moringer's best-selling memoir, which recollected the time he spent searching for unlikely father figures among the patrons at his uncle's bar in Long Island. Sheridan is making a deal to play uh, Mohringer, while Affleck is set to play his uncle,
1: Charlie. This could be big for Ty Sheridan. Uh, It depends on the tone. I wish it would be a little more... It's going to be serious. Gangster-esque. Like, you know what I mean? Give me like a little more Mean Streets vibes. And I think this could be good. I hope this is not more the way back Ben Affleck. I hope this is more so, you know... Uh, mean streets exactly where it's like Ty Sheridan is looking for all these father figures in all the bad, wrong places whether it's gangsters, whether it's drug drug addicts, whatever this it is may the king be. of
0: Staten Island.
1: Oh, okay, for re- oh, fine. all what? right, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I feel what you're saying now. Yeah, okay, yeah, I could see that being that, that way, but a serious version, yeah. Mm, okay. I just hope it's not Wayback style. That's all I'm praying for. Because, like, I don't want it to be like some serious religion s movie because it could go that way. Because George Clooney. I don't think it'll go it-
0: that serious, but it's going to be pretty serious
1: and then it's coming of age interesting coming of age can go across many different platforms so Ty Sheridan is a little
0: old for coming of age too
1: exactly that's what I'm saying I hope it has something to do with crime some, some sort of crime element but we shall see next up we got Elizabeth Moss has been named to play Eleanor Coppola the wife of filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola that will be played by Oscar Isaac and Barry Levinson's biopic about the hectic making of the iconic gangster movie The Godfather Jake Gyllenhaal hall will be playing 70 super producer robert evans who coppola clashed with consistently on the godfather film i'm excited for this
0: yeah i think elizabeth moss being added to it i think this is like your good big three yep and and um i'm excited about this mainly because of like the run it back we did with the godfather having it right back into the forefront of my mind i definitely want to i i would love to see a telling of how it was made
1: exactly
0: I feel like there's got to be some really good stuff there. Like based upon the yeah. stuff that you told me on running back, where um, you know the actual gangsters being involved in the film and not a lot of them having very much acting experience. Like I want some of that to be. And then all the different beefs on set,
1: like James Conn beefs. having beef with all of them, pretty much. That's why Sonny wasn't coming back. Like so much, just crazy, crazy stuff that happened on that set is going to be great. Also, just little note: Barry Levinson is the father. Of Sam Levinson, the movie that we're reviewing mm-hmm. today, Malcolm and Marie.
0: Yep, that's true. That's true. So,
1: but I'm excited for this. Like you said, Elizabeth Moss adds that third person. So now you have your big three. And Elizabeth Moss, Oscar Isaac, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Three people that we haven't seen work together, but three that are individually talented. So I'm excited to see them come together and do something and I feel like special.
0: Oscar Isaac and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, it's like one of those things where like, I could totally see them working together, but it's surprising that they haven't yet.
1: Yeah. It's interesting yeah. to see Elizabeth Moss in there because she, she's been like kind of this lone wolf a- actress trying to go to the top. So now she's working with some people. I'm excited. She's had it. an
0: interest. She's had an interesting Career. way up. like yeah. Mad Men, you know, she's been in some movies that she kind of, you could almost say carried. Not, not so, not so much us, but more so like the Invisible man, visible woman yeah invisible woman yep or whatever that was invisible man oh yeah I think and, uh, true, man. and uh and then yeah.
1: hands made ta- like Handmaid's one of Emmy winning television series so you yeah. know this is gonna be pretty good but so like next- she's
0: in she's in a pl- situation where she's like trying to break out into a full-on movie star
1: yeah she's trying to get yeah. out of that tv bag and, and get into that meryl street she was in,
0: she was in that other dc movie that we the kit was the kitchen right no
1: oh yeah she was in the kitchen and that was pretty yeah. good too i was a fan it was a vertigo dc movie good call mm-hmm. next up we got rapper little yachty gross is developing an action heist comedy based on uno yes the card game uno with mattel films macy kelly wrote the screenplay for the movie and set in the underground hip-hop world of atlanta though the cast has not been announced little is being eyed for the lead role this i'm i'm not digging this.
0: Yeah, that's weird. When I saw this, I was like, is this a real story?
1: And then you choose underground hip-hop, but choose Little Yachty?
0: Yeah, weird. yeah. I don't know much about that. But what I was interested to find out was that Uno was a game that was created in the 70s in barbershops.
1: Oh, cool. So I
0: could see where that might play into a, a hip-hop Atlanta movie
1: all right, I'm down for that. Just, I don't want to see little Yachty as the star. You got to dye his hair. Weird. Uh, it's weird. It's, it's weird all the way around.
0: But um, another thing that's a little bit weird is the newly Netflix acquired blue miracle. Uh, it's a Dennis Quaid film, formerly known as on the line. It's based on a true story that centers around Casa Hogar, a Mexican orphanage that was struggling to survive after hurricane Odile hit in 2014 on the brink of bankruptcy the residents enter the world's biggest fishing tournament in hopes of winning the prize money to save their home
1: mm, okay yeah interesting Dennis Quaid on that on that Jesus movie kick yeah he is Yeah, while Jack
0: over here is you know having Doing the boys. brains blown on his face <laughs> yep exactly so next up Sandra Bullock is the latest star to come aboard the action thriller bullet train so man. just another
1: name to list man the, the there's two movies that I'm just so excited for Bullet Train and the new Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence movies. The freaking <sighs> oh, and the David, the wait, no, there's three there's the Bullet Train, the Leo movie, and then the David O. Russell, John, David Washington, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie big cast movies. All three of these movies are huge, incredible cast with all, some of the best actors in the world and you're adding Sandra Bullock to Bullet Train, I'm just excited. I I need all three of those movies ASAP. Yeah, I'm
0: excited about Bullet Train. Sandra Bullock, I don't really think adds to any more excitement, but it definitely doesn't lessen it.
1: It just adds clout. It just shows you like, whoa, a lot of all these good actors want to be in this movie. There must be something there.
0: I feel like Sandra Bullock called up and was like, hey, get me in this.
1: Yeah, like, I don't (laughs) care. Pulling a Jonah Hill, like, I got to be in Wolf of Wall Street. I'll take $60,000.
0: That, that is a good story
1: yep so we'll especially about since his ass is like the one who that like cursed it. the most yep exactly yeah. but we'll talk killed about it. that when we uh review wolf while she don't run it back but next up here's some dc news we got a little dc block section right here despite multiple online rumors uh suggesting otherwise henry cavill will not appear as superman in the upcoming dc film uh shazam fury of the gods the whoa, two whoa. The two sources who, with direct knowledge of the production and Cavill's schedule, confirmed to Variety. This tells me that if you didn't know already, now you know Henry Cavill's out as Superman. He is out. Uh, Robert Pattinson is going to get a Superman. As you can tell, they're putting Superman costumes and Wonder Woman costumes in his universe, which means they exist. If J.J. Abrams is going to direct a Superman movie, we're getting a new, we're getting a new Superman, and even if J.J. Abrams doesn't direct it, I think no matter what, we're getting a new Superman for Pattinson, and it's not going to be Cavill.
0: But do you think that Superman would either debut or appear in Shazam?
1: No, probably not. Probably, but it just depends on if they want to connect Shazam to that universe. I can they see- do. Okay, well that's possible. You no, know they do. That's possible. Then I could see that happening. I, I, I was talking in the discord today. Funny enough, I got a pitch for how Henry Cavill can come back because, you know, once they get Robert Pattinson established, The Flash, Suicide Squad, they're going to do some form of infinite earths, a crisis of some form. I was saying, why not do the crime syndicate or the Justice Lords, if you watch the Justice League animated series and bring Henry Cavill back as Ultraman? the villainous Superman that fights the new justice. If I hadn't
0: just watched that justice league episode, like two days ago, I I would be like, what are
1: you talking about? But the justice, especially since they're doing multiverse. I'm just, that's just a pitch I have to keep Henry Cavill, you know, around, but is he going to be in Shazam? No. Next up, we got that Connor Leslie, AKA the actress who plays Donna Troy will be coming back for season three of Titans. Guess he wasn't dead. Oh, you think it's going to just be flashbacks? gotta be um, okay i'm saying she won't be dead Schubert's saying say in flashbacks we're gonna find out when this drops because they're filming right now so that means we're gonna get at the end of the year also this is big news the cw and hbo max are in talks to co-finance original shows to premiere on hbo max with a next day airing on cw this could be everything from dc to just regular tv shows and look for cw i think this is more so hbo max saying we want your CW properties. We're gonna make them better and y'all can air them after us, but we getting full rights. And I think that's why they haven't come out and fully gone through it because CW's like, huh? But like I think HBO wants creative control and like y'all can just take the leftovers.
0: Now, how would that affect the live action Powerpuff girls?
1: Mm, maybe it's a little more serious and maybe it's better because hbo max is putting a hand into it look if hbo max is helping control some of these shows if it gets me a better version of all american let's go
0: <laughs> yeah i mean giving hbo max creative control would definitely be what well, um served well it's, it all depends on what cw wants out of itself moving forward like if yeah. cw want to become The Hulu to Disney Plus, or that's what it seems
1: like is going to be the the live television version
0: of it. The live, yeah, the live television version of HBO Max is that what they want to become? Because, like, it would be a good marketing strategy for them if they can make money off of that.
1: It'll work for Warner Brothers for sure. It'll be like a pipeline,
0: yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, do you do the creatives in the CW want to hand over to HBO Max? Um, because I mean, I see. Like this definitely benefits HBO Max a lot, but it could it could completely dismantle what is the CW.
1: And it, this tells me that HBO Max is like we want those DC properties. So like if mm-hmm. you're not doing this, all y'all shit is canceled, and we starting fresh. This is a chance for them to maybe pass over the creative control, still be involved. But Berlanti now works for HBO, and it's like Berlanti's gone. So it's like. We want these properties. I don't care what y'all did with them, what y'all did with them. We don't agree with. We got a show like called Titans. We got all this Doom Patrol. We want to connect some of these characters. So either y'all jump on board or y'all won't have the rights anymore.
0: It's probably what's about to happen. It's probably the ultimatum that they gave them.
1: And that's probably why a lot of these shows are getting canceled. Well, it's probably why
0: the ones that they're still pressing are the ones that no one is really watching, like Superman and Lois,
1: uh, Batwoman, and uh, the only one people are watching is flash and yeah. <laughs> watching look that movie, that TV show has been horrible since, since, uh, but, zoom,
0: uh, legends has also been renewed. So, oh, but I mean, like I haven't watched legends since like season four or five.
1: So And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like DC wants these, pro- I feel like Warner brothers and HBO want these properties because of all this news we got and you know, And speaking of, this makes this makes sense why the Canary show got canceled and didn't happen. Journey Smollett Bell, uh, Black Canary from Birds of Play, tweeted out a picture of her reading a green. The Longbow Hunters, the most famous Oliver Queen story with some with some Black Canary stuff. And she made a comment about how she would she's like she made like a, a Black Canary reference from the comics. Is this more hints that we're getting some Dinah Lance, Black Canary, Oliver Queen stuff? And I could see it in the form of a television show because we just saw Journey Smollett kill it with Lovecraft. This makes sense why HBO wants creative control.
0: I don't know. That's that's really tough for me because what Arrow was for three seasons... Was great. It was great. I mean, it was... But what, let it me was,
1: pitch this to you. This That was CW's Batman. I feel this will be more akin to really who green arrow is as a comic book character. And then because we didn't get a real black canary relationship with Oliver, this is going to be that it's not going to be Diggle. It's not going to be Felicity. It's going to be real comic Oliver queen and Dinah Lance. I don't know. I'm just,
0: I'm still a little hesitant on the idea of another green arrow television show. All
1: right. Uh, If it was a movie, are you okay with it? it? I'm hundred
0: percent down for a movie. All right. Like, and and that could be like a recurring movie, like it could be Green Lantern, second Green Lantern, or Green Lantern, and then mix it into some other stuff. But like, I just don't know if I want another Green Arrow television show because, like, if it's what I got Max, for three though. seasons. But I'm saying, well, what I got from three seasons of Arrow, it's like Was perfect. Saying, yeah, it's like saying that um, when Batman the Animated Series came out and finished like three years later. We're going to do a different Batman the Animated Series. We did. They did. It was called the Batman.
1: They did did the Batman. They did Batman the Brave and the Bold. And then they tried the Batman with the long ears, which was horrible. The Batman (laughs) would be like, but I mean,
0: like, sure, if it's going to be better, then I'm sure I'm going to like it. But it's just like one of those things where like, you got to see it to believe it to believe it, but I also feel like show some respect to what <laughs> to Stephen Amell. Amell did. It's
1: over with, bro. It's over with for all that. Stephen Amell's a wrestler now, dog. He got a wrestling TV show. It's over. We're not showing no respect for none of that. HBO is like, look, we, we got a Peacemaker TV show coming out, baby. You think they showing respect when they got a goth, a real Gotham PD show in had Gotham that turned to the Bruce Wayne origin story? HBO don't give a damn. They're trying to make the best content out so I could see it happening, but and Journey Smollett-Bell has a relationship with HBO, a very good one. I just think it's possible. And speaking of Peacemaker, uh, Nuit Leigh has been, and I, I butchered that name. I, I have no idea how to it's pronounce probably it. probably Nut Lee. I, I, Nut Lee uh, has been cast to recur on HBO Max's Peacemaker as Judo Master, which is fire. This is gonna be great. It, but, I mean, He's I'm just, just a kung fu master. He's just That's a kung what it master. sounds like. Like I am excited. Also, you know that this is real. Let me tell you another reason why this is gonna be great, and another reason why I feel like HBO Max is trying to get all their properties. The DC Comics hasn't had Peacemaker in it in a while. He's now in the Suicide Squad as one of the leaders. Going forward in the new version of the Suicide Squad that's in the new comics of DC Final or DC Future site or whatever into the new Frontier line, so that shows you that he's the guy. He's the guy going forward.
0: Interesting. That is pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm, in, I'm interested in the whole Peacemaker stuff. Like, I'm. Let's just see Suicide Squad already, man. I, don't you feel that way? I'm just. Like, I am. I think it's gonna, it's gonna coming. be the best
1: comic book movie of this year. I'm ready, and we still don't even have a trailer. Like, that's what's pissing me off. We're 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 couple months away and there's no trailer. Like I, mean, I understand you're holding the cards close to the vest, but like let's get excitement going.
0: Yeah. No, there's just so many people in that movie that I'm excited to see and maybe get killed off. Um yep. so like
1: f- we'll everybody from Idris Elba to to John Cena to Margot Robbie back. Like I'm I want to see all of this.
0: I mean, hey, I'm even interested in seeing what Sean Gunn and David Das Malkian and, and Michael Rooker, yeah. Michael Rooker, all these, you know, guys that are a part of...
1: You your know, boy, uh, Pete Davidson, definitely
0: back. gonna die. I don't know if he's my boy.
1: Well, that's not your That's not your guy? I thought you were a Pete Davidson stand.
0: No, I'm not Pete Davidson stan. <laughs> I was saying that he should have been dumped by Ariana, like, on day two. <laughs> you shouldn't have got with Ariana, period. Mm. But... That's a conversation for another day. Uh, so Will Smith, you set the star on the upcoming spy drama Fast and Loose directed by David Leach. Um, the official synopsis of Fast and Loose is after the leader of an upper echelon criminal organization suffers memory loss from an attack. He reunites with his crew only to find that things aren't what he thinks they are. When uh, Will Smith's character John Riley wakes up in Tijuana after being left for dead with absolutely no memory, he follows a string of clues to uncover his identity, discovering he's been living two different lives. One as a super successful crime kingpin surrounded by beautiful women, expensive toys, and a lavish lifestyle, and the other as an undercover CIA agent, but with a puny salary, no family or home life whatsoever, and zero trappings of success. Problem is, he can't remember which of these two personas is his true identity, and more importantly, which life he wants to live.
1: I hope this is good because this is giving me vibes of Gemini man all over again. Will Smith needs a hit man. But luckily David Litch, if Will Smith doesn't like make him keep it G rated, David Litch has shown that like, yo, he gets violent. We saw with John Wick. We saw with the nobody. Like if this is going to be Will Smith getting violent and giving us an action movie, which I think he needs to do because he passed on Django, he passed on a lot of these really dope projects. I think this could be a uh, sort of revitalization for Will Smith.
0: My whole thing is, you know, David. Is Bullet Train done or what? <laughs> like, let's finish Bullet Train first <laughs> before we get into something else. But you know, most recently from from him, I've, I uh, was Hobson Shaw from that I had seen. And I really enjoyed Hobson Shaw. I'm really in, I, I enjoy Deadpool too. I mean, it wasn't. I like one him. for me but atomic blonde and yep. john wick i mean like this guy two lives of my off favorite properties films
1: that's a fact so. and, and he made Charlize theron look ultimate badass he made keanu reeves look ultimate badass if will smith lets him do what he's supposed to do he will look like a badass like bob or, or, or bob odenkirk is looking like a badass because of david litch like let's get it going
0: no exactly i mean this could be a the action film we've been wanting for will smith for a while yep i agree I and i agree. like the concept of him living these these two different lives and trying to figure out they just better pull it off wants. right
1: and not make a gemini man esque.
0: yeah um but our last story today the i well, iCarly's on netflix i actually watched some of it last night um and the revival it is gonna be on Paramount Plus. It's gonna be one of their marquee shows. I don't know if you've heard about Paramount. Oh, Plus. I saw it all you, over
1: the Super Bowl. If you didn't,
0: you didn't watch Super Bowl because they yeah. had like 17 commercials about it.
1: About stuff that I'm not interested in. No. <laughs> uh, all the uh, Star Trek shit. I
0: don't give a fuck. But iCarly is pretty much the main draw to Paramount Plus right now. And um the series is gonna be set a decade after the original. Um, During the modern TikTok era, and it's going to follow Carly's journey in her twenties with her friends and family, including her pansexual bestie roommate and Freddie's Freddie's snarky stepdaughter. Oh, damn! Does that mean Sam's not going to be in it? Sam will not be in it. And Jeanette McCurdy
1: dropped her nudes. They got beef.
0: No, Jeanette McCurdy said um, about her time on our Carly. Um, I started out as a child actor. That certainly lent lent some phys- psychological trauma. Mm. Sound guys can be especially creepy.
1: You uh, know, they're not fucking with Dan Snyder. That's what that is. Pretty much. Um, is he involved in this? I don't think so. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah, she. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame any of those Nick stars if they never want to work on any of those properties ever again.
0: Currently, McCurdy's only pursuing uh, careers in writing and directing. She also said about her time on iCarly and Sam and Cat, "I had uh, become acutely aware that I was a role model for kids, which I felt like I was supposed to find cool, but found very upsetting."
1: Mm, interesting, but so look, she just uh,
0: has a bitter taste in her mouth. For yeah,
1: she just got a she got a different. Carly. She's on a different vibe. But I will say this iCarly doing a revival, which we wanted to see from the Lizzie McGuire movie, the Lizzie McGuire revival, but Disney Plus was too scared to, to not uh give an adult themed show from one of their classics. I I applaud Paramount and Viacom from actually taking the risk. And I actually think people from our generation will watch this if it's done right.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be in between what Hillary Duff wanted. And what Disney wanted, where like Disney wanted to like do something about a, a, the newer generation, like Lizzie's kids and yeah. kid show. I hope this is where, a like, girl meets world Hillary, where Hillary Duff wanted to do like Hillary, uh, Lizzie. Lizzie was popping pills, and now yeah. she's come clean and like shit like that. Uh, where like here, I think it's gonna be tame-ish because Carly and herself was pretty tame, um, but also enters into some adult stepdaughter? That just, like... Like, I could see, like, maybe Freddie and Carly have sex or something like that. mm, I don't
1: know.
0: I feel like the the kind of, like, adult stuff we're gonna get out of this series is the same kind of adult stuff you would get out of a primetime sitcom.
1: Okay. All right. I just hope it... I hope they just keep it more for our generation than the new generation. But we're going to have to wait and see. Well, that's all the news we got today, Schubert. Let's get into the segment of the show where we suggest a movie or TV show that is coming out this week that you should watch or it may have been out for some time, but we just finally came around to it and think you should check it out. This segment is called Movie on the Rise. And I'm starting us off this week because I got the big one. I got the Oscar contender. I got the one that, that's probably going to be best picture this year. And I know I said this with the little things. I know I was hype on the little things, but this is different. We have no, we saw this was going to be great. From the moment we saw the first trailer, you have a big three of Daniel Kaluuya, Lakey Stanfield and Jesse Plemons. I'm so excited. And you have a powerful source material. I'm talking about Judah in the black Judas in the black Messiah. We're reviewing that next week for Shoto. Yeah, I'm excited
0: about that one. It's gonna be really cool.
1: It's going to be great. It's giving me Black Klansman vibes. It's giving me Malcolm X vibes. It's giving me like, I don't want to say One Night in Miami because it's going to be darker than that. It's going to be a little more epic, but it's giving me the the, the, the vibes that you're supposed to get from a movie like this.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely on my... Well, I mean, we've got to watch it for the show next week, but I'm going to yeah. watch it this weekend. So I'm really excited about it.
1: The moment it comes out, I'm watching
0: it. Yeah, you know, but on Sunday, of course, it's Valentine's Day. So I will end up watching uh, "To All the Boys 3. The what is that?
1: The no Lana Condor
0: and Noah Santino. yeah
1: uh, see, I'm a I'm a kissing booth in my relationship. We we're a kissing booth household. You're you're a to all the boys household. And
0: yeah, let me see what it's called. "To All the Boys, Always and Forever." That's what it's called.
1: Mm, okay, are you excited for it? That's a big. That's I a mean, big no, Captain. <laughs> not necessarily. It's not.
0: But I don't. It's. I'm not saying that because I think it's bad. Okay. I'll say that. I, right. I'm just not really interested. Not really a cup of tea. No, not not in
1: my age. Yeah. And like where I'm at with where I want to watch content. We're trying to watch Judas and the Black Messiah. I feel you. I feel you. I already know what time it is. All right. But that's all we got. Where are we starting with? I feel like we should start with my I feel and like we just. Or you want to save that for last?
0: I, I wasn't even put I, I was gonna leave it as it was on the notes where I was okay. in the middle. But right, yeah, let's two. start
1: off with let's start off with WandaVision.
0: Yes, yeah, great so episode. Wanda, WandaVision, really great episode. Really great episode. There
1: has to be some scheming going on because the way Wanda, I thought a powerful scene was when Wanda pointed all the guns at, uh, the, the, the captain took over from Monica Rambeau. I feel like he stole vision's body from her or something like that because the way she made it seem was like that he did something wrong, not her. And I feel like Monica is going to come down to it. And I feel like that's where
0: you saw where she did steal the body from him.
1: No, no, no. I'm feeling like, I feel like, yes, she did, but I feel like he stole it from her first. I feel like he was the aggressor.
0: Mm. So you're saying like she had already had it and they took it from her and then took it back. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more to that story than we're being told. We're kind of seeing it through uh, Monica Rambeau's eyes right now. So
1: as she learns, we're going to learn. Um, yeah. Something else that I thought was important, I still believe, even, I, Wanda's controlling this, but I don't know if she, I still feel she's being manipulated by a Mephesto because this, the ending scene when we get Pietro and every time uh, Agnes is in this, it's not Wanda controlling it. It's 100% something else because Vision was going to break through to her in this episode. Vision Vision was probably going to get her to break the spell or whatever's going on. And here comes Pietro, Evan Peters. And it makes even more sense that it's not Aaron Taylor Johnson. And they're talking about death and about how mommy can't bring people back to the dead, to her son. And it's Evan Peters. This is 100% Mephisto or some other magician controlling this.
0: Yeah, and before we get more into the Evan Peters thing, I definitely think that that's the case. Um, and I think it's going to be more so in these next episodes that we'll find out that there was some extracurriculars in another person. Because like like you said, Rwanda was getting de-escalated. Vision's fully, fully is aware of the situation he's in now after the conversation with Norm, which I thought was pretty telling.
1: That was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was that was a good scene. Um, Still don't
1: know if Vision's alive. It's weird, and I know we saw the dead body parts, but like, how if if he is a creation of her, then how is he able to break free? Unless it's she, he is really her subconscious, and this is her subconscious trying to fight free, and this is the only way she can. That that's I possible. can believe. That's like some, you know, some Batman the animated series stuff where Batman subconscious has to fight free. That's something I can see where she's creating this. To, her subconscious is creating this to help her break free, and that's why Evan Peters came at that time. Makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, another scene that I thought was pretty telling uh, was that where Agnes forgets her line or like gets stumbled off or whatever. I was just that, like, whoa! That's,
1: my girlfriend was that's like, more what is so, happening?
0: Yeah, that's more so. I feel like a feet feat and film and um and how they shot it. It's like you're getting through you know, the laugh track and you feel it's an 80s show. You just had like that eccentric um uh, opening opener yep. um song, which I always like that I, I like the, the intro songs because full house is esque. Well I don't think it was I don't think it was full house that We're gonna get full house s next week.
1: Oh, 90s. so what was this three's company esque? The Wonder Years. Um, oh, see, I thought this was Full House era. So that's Cosme
0: show. I don't know.
1: OK, so Cosby Show three's company era. I got you.
0: Yeah. So 90s are next week.
1: OK, or this week.
0: Uh, but yeah, with the, but when Agnes good looks at her and like asks her if she should take it over. Everything goes quiet in the background. And like you can you can tell that there's just a shift. And it's just like, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, And I'm just like, uh, this is just like, it kind of gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. But that's also another reason. That they did that.
1: that That's also another reason why someone else is in control. Oh, It's like that. That's
0: another reason why someone else is in control. But just the way that this show has progressed from one to five, I think that like, you know, after four, we were pretty much like, this is the show. Yep. This is what this is what's going on now. I like that we're going back and forth between what's happening outside the hex. I love and it. What's happening inside.
1: A lot of this, they're, they're giving her, her, her natural stuff from the comics because their powers are called hex powers. The director was like, what's her name? She never got a name. We're going to get the Scarlet witch at the end of this. I love a lot of that stuff.
0: And I, and I was racking my brain thinking about it. I was like, did anyone really call her Scarlet witch?
1: I think they might have said it like once, maybe, maybe, but she was always known as Wanda.
0: Exactly. So, like, I've and then the accent came back this week. I was like, the the accent did come back. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It came back ish. When she walked out of the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like-ish, like yeah, because she it was half on,
1: half off. I'm just like, stop talking with the accent,
0: Wanda. It's okay. But it's annoying because like I don't want her to talk in that accent, but I'm also getting really annoyed with her sitcom persona. Oh, me too.
1: I, I'm so I, the only parts of this show that like I get fully invested in is when we get outside the bubble. Everything outside the bubble feels like a Marvel show, and I love it. I, I actually like a
0: lot of the Vision stuff
1: right now. I think Paul Bettany
0: is doing a fantastic job in acting. He's killing. Like, I gotta
1: say, Paul Bettany in terms of the sitcom stuff is the best one involved in the sitcom stuff.
0: Yeah, I would say the same. Like, I, and the, I'd say Agnes might be second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Agnes has been killing it. No, Katherine Hahn's great. Katherine yeah. Hahn's amazing actors. Uh, it's the Han thing, songs. like, I don't, I don't want to be trashing Elizabeth Olsen, because I feel like Elizabeth Olsen needs some opportunities. Uh, but but like, it's not the I'm best. Just, I'm just not feeling, like, her sitcom stuff, and then, like, I, and then Wanda as a character is already hit, hindered by this accent that she has to pretend to have. Yeah. it's just, like, that's also very difficult. But, you know, I thought the... I, I think that WandaVision is firing on all cylinders
1: right now. Oh, yeah. Right now it is amazing. And I gotta the kids stuff. I'm still iffy about. I'm trying to figure that out. I that's Mephesto, like I'm saying, like that since Vision's not alive in the comics, Mephesto gave part of himself with Wanda to have those kids. So it's got like I think I think that's the case, man. And then I think the kids are gonna have to purge the Mephesto stuff and become real naturalized humans at some point. And yeah. and I feel by episode nine, they're going to be Wiccan and Speed's real age to be young Avengers. All
0: right. That's Let's my prediction.
1: It. And Doctor Strange is definitely appearing at some point in this show because Sword can't do much, too much longer. No, no. Also, uh, when Monica Rambo said, there's an aerospace engineer I could call Reed Richards.
0: Now, catch that. Reed Richards. Um, I also liked when uh, they were talking about uh, what stuff that happened in Endgame or Infinity
1: War, where like yep. where like
0: Wanda could have beat Thanos.
1: Yeah, that was some conversations that we would have fans, and he was like, yeah. No Captain Marvel could. And she Rambo's like, Don't talk about that. Don't talk about her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <It> like, <laughs> Ooh, like, salty. It seemed like the fans, it really did. And I want to know what's the beef with her. Like, has she not come back to see her? Has she just been in space this whole time? There's something interesting with that. But I love how WandaVision is setting the groundwork for everything going forward. And if you don't watch WandaVision, you really want to understand what's going on in the MCU going forward. Yeah.
0: I really think that was the best about the fourth episode was that we saw Monica come back from the blip. Yep. Like that was one of the most powerful
1: scenes. Oh the yeah. Whole that, series was, so that was my favorite thing involving in the, the snap in all of Marvel. Like, I think that was the best thing that explained the real emotions behind the snap. This show is taking grief and pain and putting it into the next level. This is why DC has always been my favorite comic book stuff. And this is why I always love DC stuff more than Marvel because in the DC works, we see characters deal with grief and how they deal with them. And me and my girlfriend were talking, she was like, if you died and I had to kill you and I had these powers, that could do this, you're telling me I won't make a fake you to live with for the rest of my life? You're out your mind. So it's relatable to Wanda to see this grief of losing someone. And I thought it was very telling when she's talking to her sons about, like, you can't bring people back from the dead. Well, Wanda, you're a hypocrite because you're doing that right now with Vision.
0: Yeah, that that was the whole point of that scene. Or
1: or unless you're not doing this and you were put in here.
0: Which is what Vision brought up. He's like, I can understand, like, if this is something that, like, he we're into and then you know that you fell into and now it's your your thing now you're yep. now you're wor- now you're working with it but we can we can stop and then that's when pietro comes in and you know finish off talking about wandavision what do we make of evan peters coming in as pietro
1: didn't like it but it makes sense for the story because yeah. because of what we're talking about with Mephisto. it make it, it's better that it's him than aaron taylor johnson although i would have preferred to see aaron, aaron taylor johnson
0: uh, I mean, I think that I would... I think I like it the way that it is. Are
1: we going to see a I speed move next week? That's
0: what I'm interested to see. Is From like, what like what the we're X-Men get style.
1: Like the I, the stop I, time push
0: things. As we are right now with like the reveal... I feel okay with it, but like what happens this week with Evan Peters is going to really going to be telling on like where the whole direction of it is going. Yep. Um, but, you know, my whole question is is like, does Evan Peters come out of this? Is Evan Peters one of the. Is Evan, is Evan Peters Pe- is going is, to
1: be a figment of, of whatever is going to be a figment of whatever Mephesto's creating for her? I don't think well, this is r- My other thing was like, is, is Evan Peters as an MCU
0: person, was he trapped in Westview? Mm. And then they made him into Pietro. Got and, you.
1: That's a good and call. And so, like, does he
0: come out of that being
1: Pietro having been something else? So I just don't know. I don't see Pietro sticking around. I don't know. That's a very good call. That's something we're going to have to have to see. If right now if I've had to bet, I, I, right now I'm saying 60% Evan Peters does not come back as Pietro for the MCU. 40% he does.
0: I mean, I'd even be willing to uh talk about a bet that he doesn't even get past this week's episode
1: yeah that's uh, you, I'm raising it up to seventy five yeah, I mean like I feel like
0: he's gonna have an arc this time, but you know I just don't see with how much we have left where he fits in, like what we're on five, so we got six, seven, eight, nine, we yeah. got three left
1: exactly four left four left yeah but not that. count this week is three so you know i'm right there with you but yeah no I, I i'm excited to see what happens this week like i said i don't think he sticks around i'm 100 on board with mefesto some other magician controlling this because this episode made it very distinct and i love when vision was like no and step tour tour and they were both floating and that's when it got real and wanda was like okay wait and that's why it could be even more so that Vision's a thing of her subconscious because she's battling her subconscious to break free out of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the train that Vision is subconscious. Yeah, that's where I'm Something at. Something like that because it makes sense. Because if it was anybody else, or if he was real, she could have brain controlled him and stopped him from doing that. Like, why is Vision able to move autonomously? Because he's a part of her. Yeah,
0: so. All right, well that's that's about all I got on one division get talking on uh, Malcolm and Marie.
1: Yo, bro. This I got a lot of things to say about this fucking movie. Did you like uh, yeah. it, first off? Um I thought it
0: was a really well-done movie, but it's very hard to watch.
1: I thought it was really well done and I liked it about the same as marriage story because even though Marriage Story might have had a better through line, I I related to this one more. I related to the language more. I related to to the topics of conversation. I related more to how the relationship went, whereas Marriage Story felt very pretentious. This felt, this was pretentious as well, but it was relatable more to but like his generation.
0: T- but they like went in on the pretentiousness. Like yeah, they were like, exactly. Where like uh, Zendaya's character goes in on how pretent- pretentious John David Washington's character yep. is.
1: Whereas, whereas Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson are oblivious of it. And they're part of the problem yeah. that Zendaya and them are arguing about right now, honestly. But yeah. yo, first thing I got to say, Schubert, if we ever win an Oscar, And we party, and me, you, and our lady friends. And I go back to my house, and I didn't eat dinner. And Kirsten, after I win an Oscar or after I have a big movie premiere, makes me craft mac and cheese. I gotta leave her. She already know. I gotta leave her. That's that well, was so I mean, disrespectful. That well, was I so disrespectful.
0: Like, I don't feel like that's disrespectful. I feel like you just have a very high bar set because you know you have a girlfriend who cooks. <laughs> I do. She. Not she, saying that I don't. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> My girlfriend be killing in the, the, the craft mac and cheese. We can't assume Shuby? that Zanzaya knows how to make things. It's craft mac and cheese, though, Shubi. Give me a pizza. Give me some pizza rolls. He was before that craft that. mac and cheese. That's because that's Who's all he it? had. He was that's all he had. My guy should have called Grub up. Uh, I loved where he's like eating it and She's like, Oh, so
0: no, you don't you, you you're gonna eat the mac and cheese that I made you, and then you're gonna come back and like say shit to me. It's like, oh, I'm gonna say this to, to Marie. Oh oh this
1: cheap mac and cheese is so cheesy and yummy, or I was I, that that
0: had me laughing for sure. The
1: first argument, let's rank these, let's give scores. First argument, Zendaya won. John David Washington big zero. How could you not thank her in the yo, uh, If I yeah, did that. Yeah, that was bad. Yo, if I did that. <laughs> I don't know if she would forgive me until the next movie. <laughs> That's that was really bad. In his in his arguments for it made zero sense. I was just sitting there like, is he really saying all of this? My bro, how could you not, not thank your girl? Anything. And you were thinking, and then when she was like, "You thanked your third grade teacher, you thanked everybody, but you forgot about me." Yeah, that was played out. That was played out, John David. It's bad. One O's and one O's in That's how I'm scoring it right now. The next one, I believe, is when John David was like, uh, "I'm trying to enjoy my night, and you're just trying to ruin it for me." Blah blah blah. And is that is that when they start talking about uh? Is that the tub scene where he's like, I'm going to break you?
0: Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because they argue and then she comes back and yells at him about the mac and cheese thing. Yeah.
1: Well, that's still, that's part of the one O's in there.
0: And then I feel like, and then I feel like they take the break and then yeah, she gets they, lost.
1: They make out, she gets lost and uh, yeah, yeah. She pissed outside and all that. And then they have the break, like but, a but no, and then
0: no. And then, she comes in on him about something. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was part of the stuff with the thing. And he goes outside and starts like, rah, starts like kicking and, and and shit like that. And then he sees her in the window. And is oh,
1: like, then he yeah, then he and goes. then he
0: gets in, and that and that was when I had to pause it the first time because like he was
1: saying some shit and I was just like, oh, that's where I go. One, one, John David Washington.
0: He said some shit. I was like, oh, bro, you just. Bro, she cheated on him?
1: And yeah, you got yeah. the nerve to say that this character, you got the nerve to say that my whole that, that's what made me mad. When she was saying that he was a hack and she was saying all that, I was like, whoa, you gonna stole call me a hack? From you her. stole the movie from her. And when he was like, nah, I slept with Kiki. Kiki was a drug addict too. I was like, oh, spicy. John David won. Zendaya won tie ball game.
0: Well, and I also liked how like he like did, he like belittled, I wouldn't say belittle, but like, you know, he pulled into her, her, belittled her. And then like came back with the, like with all the good stuff about how much he loves her or
1: whatever. And I was like, damn, that's how you do it. One, one John David Zendaya. And let me preface this to all the lady listeners and men too. These people were toxic as hell and they should not be with each other. First off. And if I, there's no way I would talk to Kirsten the way that he was talking to her, saying like you're crazy, you're th-. like he was belittling her to the point of like that's not cool. Like he said, I believe he said, "Uh, you are." There was one word that really got me. It was something, but it was along the lines of insane and all that. That's some toxic shit, and you can't be living like that. But still, in the fight, it's one one tied up. So the next one. Is the tub, yeah, that's where you where you write where he hits it with the sentimental shit after he try to break her. Yeah, did you notice that like,
0: you know, the way that you're breaking this up is very you know, it's necessary because like, it, it felt like we would do, one person would come and do their thing, then they'd sit and be like ah, and then they come back and do their thing and it almost felt like rap battle. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it definitely you did. Know? Especially the bathtub scene, like I could have sworn like in that bathtub scene, it felt like John David Washington was rapping.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and he, he was going ham on her. I'm trying to think of the next big fight. I'm trying to pull it up. But Well, I'm thinking one. about the stuff like where she's on the bed or whatever. Mm. And they're talking about this after they have sex. And then she and she's talking about uh no, 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 no. The knife shits before that, where where uh she asks, and when she's on the ground and she's like, Why didn't you cast me or whatever? That's where I was like. I kind of walk with John David on that one. That was where I was like, Oh, is this is
0: she just really salty because you didn't cast her cast in the movie?
1: Yeah, that's where I was like, I was rocking with John David on that part. But uh, but then like when you find out about the authenticity and like a lot of this was her story, it's like, damn John David, you kind of messed up. And you up. didn't thank her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was exactly. my whole
0: thing, and that's why I was saying, like, in the early on in the pod where I was like, if if not thanking her in the speech was like the underlying issue. I feel like John David lost that that battle.
1: Yeah, true, 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 true. I agree with that. So yeah, after the bathtub, after he wins, that's when they start talking about the white lady at the New York Times and they start battling her and whatever. And then that leads into the, the Marie fight about how they're similar, about how, uh, her and the white lady share something in common that you can never be the best version of you because you don't get jealous because you your narcissism is so high, yada, yada, yada. And he and she was like, the thing is, I always want to be the best girlfriend for you. You never want to be the best for me. And that's when I think Thornton Zay took the win in the bathroom. He's like, you was with Kiki, this and that. And that's when you when she goes, when she hits him with the one of the most poignant speeches of the movie, when she's like, uh... All I wanted from you was a thank you. And she goes through the type of thank you she wanted. That was powerful. And that's why I was like, Zendaya got the dub. She got the dub because that was the underlying of the whole argument. None of this would have happened if all he would have said was, baby, thank you. And at the end when he's crying and he's like, thank you. And she's like, I forgive you. It was just like, damn, that's all she wanted. Literally, all you had to be was go up there and be like, that lady was my everything. Thank you. But he, yeah, didn't, he didn't even have to say much. He didn't have to say much, but I I just got to say the like I don't know who who was the better performer between John David and Zendaya because they both had very high points. But one, the, but the moment, the two moments that stick out to me was the argument in the bathroom where when he starts crying, that's John David's high point. But Zendaya's high point is when she's telling that thank you speech. That thank you speech was powerful. Was made made me almost cry. I was like, damn, bro, you did your girl dirty.
0: Yeah. It was one of those things where the way that it was shot, the speech, that the words that were said, it was one of those deals where like, you know, for me, I, most of the time I'm doing something I'm doing, I'm doing one thing while watching other things. And that's like one of those where I, you have to stop everything you have to watch. You can't take your eyes off of it. Like, it's just, you know, a powerful moment. I mean, that's like where I think where Malcolm and Marie, not necessarily saying it was my favorite movie, but like, I really feel like, from a technical and critical perspective, you can look at this and be like, well, this was a really good film.
1: Look, the story plot line might not be that great, but the acting, the way it was shot, the music choice, mm-hmm. grade music A. Music choice is a good The good music choice is grade A, and the way it's shot, like when you're seeing the, I, I like to say, look at it as their relationship is a glass house, and and when they shoot things from inside the window and we see everything through, it's just like, it, it just felt how their relationship felt and like man it was it was crazy finding out all the stuff she cheated on him with his best friend and all his people and like yo it was just and he had to what like pick her up
0: for some from something like that or whatever and like
1: she almost killed herself and like multiple times and like i wanted to to see rehab and everything yeah his movie sounded crazy
0: because i mean if it was anything like this chick's life Plus, like, the addition of, like, the you know, Kiki and these other chicks. Yep. Whatever. And, and He's you like, tell- you, you want to know where I got that walk from? I got that walk from. Below other yeah, girlfriend. that was and awesome. Like,
1: and, and you could tell that Sam Levison from this and, eu- and Euphoria really ties on to his past life as being an addict really strongly. But also as being someone who's critically successful you can tell his take on blockbusters through the way they talked about the Lego movie. I thought that was very interesting. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> the Lego movie stuff was great.
1: Also loved how they discussed making everything black people make politicized because I do, that I was, was agreeing also with John David, like I just because I make a sci-fi movie doesn't, and I may have like some things about government in there, that doesn't mean I'm talking about an allegory to black America life. Like I'm just telling a story. Like, I thought that was great. I also thought the idea of critics also always trying to dissect everything without worrying about the idea and the message of the movie. I thought that was very powerful because they're always worrying about how did this happen? How did this happen? Instead of asking the, oh, why did you think this way? Or why did you think that way? Instead of being honest and true to the art, you're more concerned with clickbaits. I thought that was very poignant. Yeah, that was very I poignant. found
0: very interesting For myself, and I think it's the same for you. Where like some people I've talked to, they didn't really enjoy aspects of the movie, which you know makes sense. But like, but like the stuff about film and way film is viewed, and the way black people are viewed in filmmaking, like you know the way that he was being compared is like the next
1: Spike Lee or blah blah. blah. And he's like, "Well, I want to be the next the dude who." uh, And you know how I feel about that as well because I'm always. I always talk about how I want to be like Quentin Tarantino. I don't, I don't want I like, yes, I have, yes, I love Spike Lee films, but to say that I'm, if if we were making films to call me the next Spike, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be my inspirations. That's not something you would compare it to. Like we always well, it's talk also about like, in terms of podcasting.
0: too, you know, because yeah. like, Spike, Spike Lee, the great director ever. I mean, like, I feel like there's tons it's putting of putting a limit that- on him putting
1: a limit on black people's creative like that would be like saying oh you're the next charlemagne the god no bro i want to be like bill simmons you know what i mean like you shouldn't put a cap on us based upon our race i thought that was amazing i thought like the, the way he talked about film criticism is amazing because I I like to applaud our show and the way we review things because we actually look at the story and the ideas and like the, in the message behind everything. like the, the thank you, like the thank you was the hinge that he was looking for. And that, that's what was important about this film about never losing sight of who you love and always making sure you follow your person's love language and try to, to try to do your best to make sure they know that you love them and that they feel loved. And I think that was what Zendaya was trying to get across, that John David didn't show her that she was loved and was cared about. And that the reason why she said she wishes he was jealous of her, because that would show her that, yo, you actually do love me because you don't want another man to be with me. And I think that was like a real underlying message of showing the people you love you love them and showing the people you care about them you care about them when you do and not hiding it or burying yourself into other things. They had a lot of powerful shit in this movie. Like I said, the story, the the front-to-back story of how we get to where we get, that might not have been the best, but the messages and the philosophies and the the relationship talk and the acting was great.
0: Yeah, the only thing that was like, are we sure is... Are we sure that you could say these kinds of things no. to a significant other no. and then have it not blow up? You get dumb. Like, like there's get- th- like th- like that bathtub t- scene, man. Like I'm saying, like oh man, if I like I said stuff like that, so overly- I would want to. But I'm just saying, like if I said anything like that to my girlfriend, like.
1: Bro, did. i told you it's done with if i didn't say thank you like it's done with if i didn't think on the stage and then if i get home and start calling her insane crazy you're in, insufferable yo when he said she was insufferable i was just like and then when they were both like i hate you if i told Kirsten i hate you it was it's over with dog like you don't say shit like that and that's why i said this relationship is toxic and they shouldn't be together
0: yeah. But I mean, and what's also even more toxic is as in day was about to go to sleep with all that.
1: Oh, like go that. to sleep with all that emotion inside of her and be mad. I got to say, that's what I respect about John David. That's something I keep in my household. Me and Curtis do not go to bed mad at each other. If we fight, we, if we have an argument or a fight, we're going to finish it right then and there. Because when we when we go to sleep, we're going to wake up happy. And it's going to be over. You can't go to sleep mad at your significant other because that just starts to fester and it builds and it builds. And you. And that's how relationships end. I'm telling you, you can't go to sleep with that toxicity on your mind. It's not healthy yeah. for you.
0: That was, that was what I was thinking the whole time. I was like,
1: <laughs> It's not healthy for you. But what would you rate this? Uh, shout out to Lil Reg. Lil Reg said he gave this a six out of 10. I said that was too low. I think this is like a seven five, seven five out of 10.
0: I was going to say seven.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Because the acting's too good to give it anything lower than a seven.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I don't hate his ranking, honestly.
1: I'm not mad at it. Because I know I'm, I know some people that would give it, like, a three or four. See, I think that's just disrespectful.
0: Well, it's just people, like, people have their, their idea of what they want out of a movie. And, like, for some people, it's just in, like, what you want out of a movie. It's more of, like, a...
1: And that's what they was talking about. <laughs> that's what yeah. they was talking about in the film, for sure. That's yeah, they crazy. Were. Yeah. So, but I'm glad we both enjoyed this. And this wasn't like uh, an extraction or uh, one of these types of movies where we didn't have a good time mm-hmm. coming out of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is like Netflix's best movie they put out so far,
1: I would say. Of this year. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. then outside the wire or whatever, the, yeah. the <laughs> Anthony Mackie movie. Shit's trash. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's get to it. Your Honor. Jeez. Episode nine, bro, everything's closing in. Everything is closing in. I sent you a bunch of messages and I'm going to just run through them. I'm going to just run through them. Okay. So I started off with, all right, wait, 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 wait. Chet Hanks, dead man. That's the first thing I sent you. Chet Hanks is a dead man. Chet Hanks is like, yo, I'm a snitch on Jimmy. I'm a snitch on everybody. I got to I got to protect myself. Chet and I Hanks. said, bro
0: has weak ankles. Yeah,
1: I said, bro couldn't make the jump. So crazy, <laughs> lol. And then, when Jimmy found out Chet Hanks was snitching, his face was just like... Jimmy was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Jimmy's facial expressions are some of the best in this show. They're fucking hilarious, and that's what you said. His, his facial reactions are hilarious. For other things, like, you
0: know, when his facial reaction to finding out about Adam, and, like, the facial reaction to, like...
1: Or when we found out uh, his daughter Thea. was like... Fuck God. I hate God. Yeah. And he was like, don't say that. He was like, Michael don't say changing that. things up in the courtroom. He's like, <laughs> yeah. his surprise face is one of the best. The next thing I, I sent you, bro, Brian Cranston has so much to deal with. Crazy. His wife cheated on him. That's why she died. Nuts. 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 And then he has well, to go- I mean,
0: like this, this was this episode more so than any other ones was the one where I'm like, okay, well, this shit is tying back to her death. Like you know, something, some there's something that happened with the Desire Crew, and this Rudy character that comes up in this episode, I feel like he has something to do
1: with that. He might, he might, because why did Lee look at him so crazy when she saw his picture, or someone, someone when they saw his picture looked at him crazy, like it tied to something they knew. And you know, we always said, "What's up with that black Chevrolet?" That's coming next episode. I feel it. There's no losing. Well, ends. Next episode is the finale. Yeah. Exactly. And then the next thing he has to go meet with uh with uh Jimmy and the I and the Scottish man to discuss what they're gonna do with Chet Hanks. He's like, "Don't worry, I got a plan." And then and then uh the next thing I got is, "Oh shit, the cop might have snitched on Adam being the killer." When the cop friend of of Michael Desiato tells him, like, uh, tells Jimmy, "Yo, you better stop following Michael oh, and yeah. Adam." And and Jimmy's like, "Adam." I know not. I know not. That better not be the same Adam that's what you'ma call it. And she looks him up and and then looks him up on Facebook. Yep. Yep. Next thing I I sent you was, "Holy shit, Brian Cranston poisoned him." <laughs> he did, dude. Well, he didn't poison him, he drugged <laughs> he, him. He made him overdose. Yeah. Yeah,
0: bro, Brian It was wild. I was Crazy. wondering for a second when like his ass was telling Jimmy that he's going to like you know go to recess. And he's like, no, we're gonna have him. We're gonna have him, have do him it come out. out right now. See, when he said I that, like, I
1: thought that he had figured out that they didn't know about whatchamacallit. to call it, Adam. Yeah, I feel like they didn't he didn't know about the Adam situation in Kofi. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, but that doesn't help you. Even if like even if you put Carlo away, you still dying. So like at that point, I was like, is Michael sacrificing himself so his son could live? Like, I didn't know which way he was going with it. But then when you find out, yo, he, when Chet Hanks just drinking that water, drinking that water and his face just slowly changes, I was like, he just drugged him. And it wasn't with Chet Hanks normal type of drugs. It was some random pills. That Michael had in his house that that could have been that dog medicine. Jeff Hanks is dead. Right? Might have been. Like yeah, it I mean, really might have been. Yeah. Well, he was going to be dead anyway. Yeah, that's a fact. He was dying no matter what. But this just turned Michael Desiato from someone trying to protect his son to now a cold-blooded killer.
0: And does he deserve it? That's mm-hmm. the question. Adam Desiato. He had a, a big part of this episode dealing with uh, uh Franny, the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she's jealous of Big what's time. going on with Fia, uh, rightly so though, because like you know he confided in her in his darkest hour, and she decided that she was going to pick up everything be and him. be with him, and then he just like dumps her for the guy that he murdered sister. It's all kind of a messed up situation where I feel like Bro, the when teacher she went to the, it, when
1: she went to when the teacher went to the coffee shop I was like, oh, oh, you're you're Rocco's sister, and just kept looking at Adam like. You dirty motherfucker, you. You sleeping with the girl, you with the girl who you, brother, you killed. You, you a dirty dog. But I'm glad she was looking like him like that because that's been us this whole time. Like, bro, you suck. I hope Jimmy find out that Adam killed him when he goes meet with him. And I know we yeah. jumped the gun a little bit, but I hope, I hope that happens. But also something else, the cop, the lady cop, she figuring out all oh, this shit. Because in the courtroom, Jimmy, I don't know why Jimmy was like, Yeah, bitch, yeah, he did. Got him, got him. And then she's like, Wait, Michael, Jimmy, Michael. Hmm. <laughs> Everybody's like, hmm, right now. Uh, yo, they're gonna kill Eugene. I feel so bad for that little black kid. They're gonna kill his ass. Desire gonna kill him. For what? Mess Desire around gonna with kill him Lee? What? Mess oh, around man. with Lee telling Lee all that shit. He's snitching. He was asking all them questions. And you could tell that little Mo and Big Mo was like, why are you asking all these questions, Brody? What's up with you, mate? And so, I don't know. I just don't like, I, I, I just don't want to see Eugene die and they're going to kill him. I see that coming a mile away. Mm, and then Eugene Lee figures out that it. Kofi wasn't at the, uh, there was no way Kofi could have killed him. Yeah. Lee, Lee, you Lee, stop. Know. <laughs> You just don't know. At well, this I mean, point, all the walls are closing in. That's So we got the teacher wall. We got the Lee wall. We got the cop wall. And then we still got the Jimmy wall, but it gets worse. It gets worse. So I sent you Lee. Lee will figure out Kofi, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh shit. The next thing I sent you, oh shit. The teacher told Charlie. Charlie was like, wait, what? Uh, she. That, that was a Oh shit, this is not good. Charlie was dumbfounded. Well, yeah, Charlie thought he was he, going into strong arm the teacher, be like, yeah, bitch, you just go do what you gotta do, be quiet. And she thought that Adam turned himself into jail. Yes. That tells me she might snitch on him still.
0: Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where she was going with it. When like when he, she was like, Well, what about
1: Adam? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And Charlie's like, don't worry about that. That's my I got. So I got him. And she's like, that's good, but will he survive? And he was like, survive? What you talking about? Charlie gonna beat Brian Cranston ass next episode. Because <laughs> he's implicated in all this shit. That's what I that's what. Uh, and then like that's why I said it's, it's going down, everybody's going to jail. Everybody, everybody, the, the cops, the the, the judges, well, maybe not, Charlie. maybe not the one
0: lady cop. What's her
1: name? Oh, yeah, the, not the not the pro friendly, lady cop. Uh, Lee not going to jail, but uh the, the lady who Casella. figured out yeah because Nancy yeah, Costella she not going to jail, but that fat dude who was in the in the prison with Jimmy looked at him to go go get Chet Hanks, he going to jail, and then Rudy going to jail. Whoever Rudy is, yeah. Man, crazy, crazy. No, we know he's the cop. Rudy? Yeah, Rudy's that cop that, that that Charlie gave the instructions to that told Lil' Mo to go steal the car. That's Rudy. Oh. Yep. That's why Charlie going to jail, Rudy going to jail, Desire going to jail, everybody going to jail. Crazy, we found out that the mama of Baxter set up the entire OPP meet for Kofi to die. It wasn't even Jimmy, it was Gina, the mama.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. She going when, to jail that- too. Yeah, when all that came out, I was like, "Ooh, I, I wanted to get on the sand just because I wanted to get Gina." You
1: yeah, know? I didn't like that lady either. Oh man, all the walls are closing in. And then the uh, girlfriend, the uh, the the Baxter girl, Jimmy was like, "Look, call Adam over here now." My question is, has the asthma pump thing come back yet? Because yeah, what happened? There's that? no way that Jimmy doesn't realize because. I don't think Jimmy thinks the judge like I I, he thinks the judge killed him. But I feel like now he's figuring out, wait, the judge did not kill my son. It was Adam. Yeah. And I feel like he going to know by the end of the conversation. Probably so. Uh, I was doing a little bit of digging
0: into the next episode and you want to know who directed the next episode? Who? Brian Cranston. Oh, the episode he directed.
1: Good for Brian. Yeah. Tim Wadley. Love to see old Tim Wadley winning. <laughs> Can never forget he was a Seinfeld dude. Never forget it. I'm trying to think of... What's going to be what's up with the grandmother? Because she got some loose ends in this too. Well, she's supposedly supposed to reveal to Adam that his the mom, mom cheated. cheated and I do fig- take. I figure like that's going to tie back in the desire like you're saying. It has, to. it has to. Yeah, it has to. So... Yeah. That's pretty much it for your honor this week. It was great. The walls are closing in fast, man. It was, I felt so stressed watching this episode.
0: Not as stressed as I felt watching Malcolm and Marie, but I was so pretty stressed. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. This had me stressed. Malcolm and Marie was a different type of stress. This was like, oh, everybody about to go to jail. Everybody about to go to jail. Crazy. This was yeah, like. Every, every moment
0: going through it's like, well, what is Michael going to do next? And then, like, as Michael's doing all of this stuff to try and, like, avoid everything, Adam's doing everything the opposite. Good way, yep. Trying That's to, like, fact. fuck everything up. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. But and, this like, sh- when, when Fia was like, oh, I love him,
1: I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy was like, no. <laughs> how much do you love him? Yeah, how much? Oh, man. And but, you know, this shows we got one more episode left, but that's OK, because as soon as February ends, once we get to March, we got Falcon Winter Soldier and we're going to be reviewing Invincible week to week, the Amazon show. So I'm excited for both of those. I just think it's going to just keep getting better as the month continues.
0: Yeah, we definitely got a lot of good stuff coming in this year. And, um, and we got a yeah, lot of was, movies. This is a good start, man. You know, this is a good start. You know, Mac and Memory. Was the best movie we'd seen up so until this point, but uh, Your Honor is really solid and one of the best TV really shows so far own, this so. year.
1: So I'm excited to see what if yeah. if Your Honor gets dethroned is the best TV show. I know Malcolm and Marie gonna get the dethroned as best movie this weekend. So that's 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 over with. <laughs> they had a good run, but I, it's gonna be interesting to see who tops Judas and the Black Messiah because I feel like that's gonna be the best movie for a while. Unless we watch, yeah. like, Nomadland or, or the uh, Steve Un movie that they say is great. Mm, yeah, Minari. Yep. But also, we're going to get The Green Knight with Dev Patel. That's going to be great. Like, we got a lot of stuff coming. Suicide Squad, man. Yeah, Suicide Squad is probably going to overtake Judas and the Black Messiah, unless, like, Judas and the Black Messiah is like just really, like, a great fucking movie. But I'm excited to see that, and we'll be reviewing that next week. But, Chibi, that's all we got this week, brother.
0: Yeah, so... um I hope everyone uh, is enjoying everything that we're putting out on the network right now. You know, we talked about the Godfather in this episode we had a Godfather run it back recently, and uh, we're looking to do our next run it back. We have a poll come out this week.
1: I can say what what uh, the results. Yeah. Let's, let's give the results live on
0: air. Yeah. We we're we're choosing between four movies, uh, do the right thing, black Klansman, and uh, two movies, uh, Friday. De- Friday. And, uh, and uh, what was the other one? And uh, paid in full. Oh, and in man. Full. Never heard of paid in
1: full. Oh, painful is great. So I voted for paid in full. Oh, you did? Okay. As of now, it is tied between Black Klansmen and Friday. We're going to have until the end of tomorrow 33% between Friday and Black Klansmen. Y'all still have time to go vote by the time you guys hear this because this is going to be out first thing in the morning. Go vote, please. So we can know which one's gonna be choosing. But Brooklyn will be joining us on the next running back because it's Black History Month. Well, we since another... Brooklyn's
0: on there, I kind of want it to be Friday.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. We we had to add another black per... we had to add another black face on there, another black voice to help us talk, you know, about this. And we just want to showcase the the reason why it, we're saying we're doing this for Black History Month, not that we won't review black films any other time throughout the year, but no, we always have a mixture of a, a black film with right director. We always have a mixture of all types. This is the first time we've had strictly a black film with black actors and black directors. So which is trying to highlight the great talents of yeah, the comedian. Personally
0: kids. like why I was leaning on voting do the right thing because one of it never seen it before. Okay. Uh and same with paid in full. I've never I've never heard of paid in full. So it's just like there are
1: movies that all those movies are directed by black people too.
0: Yeah. And maybe a lot of those movies fell under the radar earlier on or you know didn't make it to you my suburban neighborhood you know what i'm saying so it's like i would like to to get a chance to to watch to watch those movies
1: yep so and then the next one i'm really
0: interested in for sure
1: that's something we're gonna end up doing even if we don't end up reviewing it now we will definitely end up reviewing payton full at some point but i'm thinking the next batch before black history month ends we'll put an eddie murphy movie in there we gotta have two eddie no, no, no 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 i'm thinking harlem nights and uh we'll have some other black movies coming to
0: america
1: coming to america maybe malcolm x will be in the poll something something like that but yeah man but for that like super said uh we'll let you guys know the results as soon as we know they'll be out on twitter and we're going to review that asap but go check out the godfather run it back go check out the super bad run it back go check out the uh pulp fiction run it back we also the animes we also did the yeah a bunch of anime yeah. running back the cowboy bebop movie uh, the Dragon Ball Super, nimba movie, Akira. We've done a lot, a lot of running backs and they're all freaking amazing. Go check those out. Didn't make you sure. do Howl's Moving Castle? Yep, Howl's Moving Castle. We did a lot of, a lot, a lot of movies. You, but make sure you join the Discord to come communicate with us, chat with us, and join the community, join the family. The link is in the description of the YouTube video and wherever you listen to podcasts in the Spotify description or the Apple description. Make sure you subscribe to whichever platform you're listening to us. There's, if you're up to date with One Piece, there's a new One Piece manga review. There is a new episode of Hashtag Anime Talk there's a new bros who think podcast this upcoming week. If you are like Schubert and just started to rewatch one piece, me and Christian are reviewing the East blue saga. The first, mm. that is the buggy, the, uh, Don Krieg. That that's basically the acquisition of Zoro, Nami, Sanji, and Usopp. We're reviewing that uh, so before chopper before chopper. Yep. We're just reviewing everything before chopper. And that'll be out on Monday as well. But, yeah, man, we've got a lot of good stuff coming. But just make sure you subscribe to the YouTube to stay up to date and follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter.
0: All right. Well, be sure you do that. And if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's ashubert 14 and, um, and I will not be tweeting nonsense like Gina Carano.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great week and watches some of the great stuff that is on streaming this weekend. And as always, stay safe and keep binging.